Hey, this is Stevie Rochelle from Top End Metal Sludge, your favorite website. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania Podcast. You're ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... Lenton! We gonna bang your You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Well, as the hard rock phenomenon known as KISS gets set to embark on their end-of-the-road tour, which could last up to three years, we are going to be bringing you our last KISS podcast. And on this show, former KISS guitarist Bruce Kulick is going to be joining me uh, to talk about things like his appearance at the KISS Cruise a couple months ago, uh, his thoughts on what members, uh, you know, past members, alumni, could be joining the tour on different stops, if there's going to be any guest appearances. We're going to be delving into all things KISS. Of course, the band formed in 1973, 44 albums, 100 million sold worldwide, the number one uh, gold album American band of all time. Kiss is my favorite band. You put a gun to my head. I'm going to say Kiss. I'm a Kiss nerd and I'm proud of it. My uncle uh, first showed me his Kiss record collection uh, back in uh, the late 80s whenever uh, I was young. You know, I'm, I'm only 35 years old. So really, I came to be a KISS fan during their non-makeup years uh, when Bruce was, in fact, uh, the guitarist. Some great albums in there, of course, like Asylum, Hot in the Shade, Revenge is a lot of people's favorites. We're going to be talking to Bruce about uh, all those albums, his involvement with KISS, uh, KISS going on their reunion tour in 96, and how he felt about that when he and Eric Singer were all of a sudden out of a job as Ace and Peter rejoined the band. Guys, this is a celebration of the hottest band in the world, regardless of what you think about their legacy, their age, their uh, second farewell tour, if you will. This is a time to celebrate, and uh, they're going out with it, you know, hopefully in style. And, you know, right now, there's uh, a lot of talk about this being, you know, kind of an evening with Kiss. There hasn't been, you know, openers really announced for a lot of these dates, and they're going to be here at the Sprint Center in Kansas City, February 27th. So about a month in the, into the tour, uh, the Kansas City fans here that listen to the show, you're going to be able to check Kiss out. Still have some tickets remaining. This tour is selling really well. You know, this thing's supposed to last three years. Is that really possible? I mean, you see 71 dates or, or whatever it is already announced. So a lot of people believe that they're going to space this out over the three years. And, you know, so if you see Kiss, though, in, in this city and you're on this first leg, um, you know, they may came back to some of the B markets or, you know, if they're going to be in Kansas City, maybe they'll play Wichita the next time around. So if you miss them in Kansas City, there's always going to be a chance. This thing's going to go on for a while. And again, it's all about the celebration of the music and, and everything about Kiss, which, um, you know, sort of enchanted me as a child. Kiss is the reason that I like hard rock music. The reason that I got into the Motley Crue's and Judas Priest and Iron Maidens and Black Sabbath and so many more. It all started with that imagery. I saw the Destroyer cover, uh, my, my uncle's uh, vinyl copy of Destroyer that he had. All of my worlds collided. You had the visuals. You saw these guys in makeup. You saw the demon Gene Simmons. You saw the star child Paul Stanley, the Catman Peter Criss, Space Ace Frehley. All those things, all that imagery, the music, it all kind of went together and it just sort of connected for me. And really, 
just sort of started me on, on this path. And I, I wouldn't be where I am if not for KISS. I would not be hosting this podcast or reviewing concerts, you know, 25, 40, 30 shows a year that I'm able to go to, um, traveling around the U.S. to, to festivals and, and interviewing musicians. Would None of that would be possible without KISS. So regardless of how you feel about Paul Stanley's voice in its current state or the fact that Kiss went on a farewell tour in 2000 um, or any of the, the problems you have with Kiss and their licensing, Gene Simmons, um, you know, in, in his ways. You know what? We're throwing all that out the window and we're celebrating uh, these icons and Kiss doing it one more time. And I can't wait to see the show February 27th. And this will definitely not be the last Kiss show that I see. This is the end of the road. This is the last Kiss. And guys, Bruce Kulick is here and he's going to be helping us go through and uh, kind of talk about this tour, what it means, his involvement with the Kiss Cruise, like I said, and, and so much more. Bruce was on this show a couple years ago, and uh, he's become a really good friend of the show. Great guy, great guitarist. I'm going to be talking about his current role in Grand Funk Railroad and uh, so much more. Guys, thank you so much for, for being a part of this show. 2019 is off to such a, a great start here on the Music Mania podcast. So many great guests already. Uh, we've had Robin Wilson from Gin Blossoms on last week, uh, Michael Lardy from Great White, Andrew Freeman from Last in Line. We've really just run the gambit here. This is so exciting. We're just getting started. Summer concert season is just upon us uh, in just a few months, and I'm getting it started already, man. I got the Jim Blossoms coming to Kansas City here on Friday night. Going to be checking them out fresh off my interview with Robin. And then on Saturday, traveling down to Durant, Oklahoma, to the Choctaw Casino to see the Scorpions, one of my five favorite bands of all time. Uh, seeing them for the second time in just uh, a few months. Saw them back in September in Dallas. They are still unbelievable uh, as a lot of those members are, are hitting that, that uh, magical age of 70. So, so much going on here on the Music Mania podcast. We appreciate you hitting that subscribe button on iTunes, on Google Play. If you have a smartphone, you have access to the show, so please subscribe. Um, after the break, we're going to be talking to Bruce Kulick. Stay tuned for that. And before we do, i got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. For over 22 years, a staple of the Northland. Guys, they buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old school record store go by the wayside. Give them a visit today off Antioch Road in Gladstone. Guys, for over 22 years, CD Warehouse has been there for you. Go give them a visit today. Tell the owner, Randy Ringer, that Music Mania sent you. And there will be a discount, or it's on us. Uh, everything's great, man. How how are you? It's been it's been a couple years. How's everything going, man? It's been it's been too long. Uh, everything's going really well, thank you. Um, you know, been a lot of exciting things in the past couple years, and what can I say? Uh, I keep carrying on with my career and try to do the best I can. And things have been good. Well, I, you know, I guess, you know, I haven't realized just how many dates Grand Funk Railroad does each year. But you're coming off just doing a, a string of dates this fall. You just came off doing a bunch of dates with uh, a couple of dates with Bob Seger. And you got more coming up after the new year. How cool is that, man? Yeah, it's been great. I know a lot of fans ask, is Don doing double duty? Because Don, you know, had towards, has had multiple tours with Seger. But not on, on this tour, you know, of course. So, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, just to talk about Grand Funk for a minute, we're entering this 50th anniversary for them. And uh, the dates have been uh, coming in. I can't complain. And obviously having those uh, Seeger Arena dates were a real shot in the arm for the, for the guys. And they, we all get along really well, which is, which is nice, you know. So, can't complain. 
absolutely. Super cool. And you guys, um, you're going to start back up here uh, January 17th after the new year. That's when the tour starts back up with Bob Seger and you do another show in Milwaukee. But then, I mean, you guys got dates lined up from January through March and all the way up to October of next year. I mean, you you just you find a way to keep busy. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with that at all, man. That's that's just great. And I know it's. Uh, I mean, you've been part of this band now. You talk about 50 anniversary. It's almost been uh, I think 19 for you and Grand Funk. Yeah, like we're we're entering the 19th year of being together, which is crazy. And just so you know, I mean, a lot of people uh, when they talk to me about the dates with the Grand, you know, with Grand Funk, they're always like, "Oh, so you're going on tour." You know, the way we do it is uh, unlike a band like Kiss, who's going to have to have multiple trucks and and really book a string of of dates for for weeks and months and all. Um, we don't. We just fly. We have a backline company that has our gear that can meet us. We have three rigs that can meet us anywhere in the country, even multiple dates, um, and and have our equipment. So uh, they're mostly weekend things, and uh, I'll do close to fifty dates in a year with them. But I still get to be home during the week, which is wonderful, obviously. Uh, yes, no question. And I tell you what, Bruce, um, everyone's still kind of a buzz over this uh, uh, Kiss Cruise. Uh, I believe it was the eighth one you were a part of this. And a lot of people talking about the set that you and your band put on, not only your uh, reunion with uh, the band and also Ace Freely on stage, the first time that's happened in, in, in many years. And your band with Todd Kearns, Brent Fitz, I mean, you guys had this set. And a lot of these songs, I mean, a lot of these songs you maybe have probably never even played. I mean, you, you had like a carnival of, of souls medley. I mean, you really, this this is a lot of buzz from KISS fans. What was the, that like? What was the vibe like on, on stage there on the KISS cruise? As you can imagine, I was thrilled with the reaction. I, I knew I had an amazing opportunity. I mean, there, there aren't any more... Uh, all right, obviously people that could afford to get on a cruise and all have the you know funds to get to get to the port and then actually I think the price for a cruise is very reasonable for for the amount of um, time you're away and the fact that it's all inclusive for the most part and the fact that you're going to be entertained and be surrounded with incredible uh, uh, just incredible you know music from the bands and the fans that you love you know so um, but those fans are obviously very, very big Kiss fans, so they're going to know really, you know, deep tracks and deep cuts, and they're going to be familiar with everything. So it was, it was really a lot of fun to put together an interesting set for them because, um, you know, I wouldn't if I, if I did a tour of of my era of Kiss, I, I may have to be a little more general. You know what I mean, but but on a Kiss cruise, I could go really deep with the with with, with the tracks from my era, and, and there were so many songs to choose from, which is why I came up with some medleys and um, Crazy Nights being a strong record, uh, Carnival Souls being a controversial record but popular too, and then I did a couple songs from Hot in the Shade and Smashers and Thrashers and put them in as a medley, in addition to songs that were. Um, you, you know, uh, pe- you know, full versions of songs from my my era as well. Let's say like a Tears Are Falling or Forever. So uh, it was really a, a lot of fun to put it together, but it was hard work, and I had a terrific band. And what can I say? The reaction couldn't have been better, as you can imagine. The reaction was was insane. I, I tell you, just uh, you know, uh, going to YouTube to hear some of these songs. I mean, you know, King of the Mountain, Little Caesar, T- uh, Tears Are Falling. I mean, f- Forever. There's these are. 
do you do you feel like um, because I feel this way? Do you feel like that your era of Kiss becomes more revered as as time goes on? As more you know, obviously the reunion takes place in '96, kind of cutting off the momentum that that wonderful group had. Now Kiss did you know the right thing probably business wise, and we'll see it here on this end of the road tour. I'm sure they're they're going to do big business there. But do you feel like that the reverence has only grown for that era? I do. Uh, I mean, what you know. Like most things in life, the uh, the item that you uh, know is not as uh, you know not exposed as much that you don't have on the menu. If I wanted to make you know the Kiss music a buffet, um, these fans have been a bit starved for what you know I'm kind of you know like like capable of bringing them. And I have to say that um, it was a real thrill to put that music together for them. And I'm well aware from the reaction that I got that they do miss my era, and that's very flattering, as you as you can imagine. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of all the eras of Kiss, but certainly I'm very very partial to what I have been, you know, the, the albums that I've recorded and 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 you know, kind of spent so much uh, energy in. Uh, and it's really exciting to know that people care, and and this opportunity I had to perform it for them was 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 just a home run you know and uh, i'm glad i'm glad it all worked out well kiss is about to embark on the the end of the road um finally you know calling it quits here uh as they have a massive tour in place i mean obviously you reconnected with the guys uh on, on the kiss cruise um you know, ace freely has been very very vocal in the press about hey I'd, I'd love to do something pay me this much and i'll, I'll show up what what uh what, what, <laughs> that's so ace but what what um i mean what, have you had any conversations or anything that you think that the, that the band might do as far as bringing some of the other members out, even if just for a few shots here in there I, mean, I think the fans would love that i i don't have anything that i know they express some um you know they've made some comments about doing things like that but i i have nothing that i can you know confirm at this point and since it's going to be a um probably a longer tour than people uh, may have thought um you know like let's see what happens you know what i mean but i'm 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 certainly you know, I'm I'm 100% behind them in in them celebrating it in whatever manner that they think, and uh, there's nothing that I could say that's gonna you know uh, make me involved. But uh, I think they know that I'm supportive of them. So let's see what happens down the road. Well, absolutely. And you know, you look at uh, you know the albums that you played on. I think all of them went. Uh platinum except to maybe hot in the shade um so there's they're talking about doing just maybe a you know one night of kiss you know no opening bands 25 songs i mean so the the songs from your era are gonna have to be featured um you know maybe not heavily but you're gonna have to have stuff from revenge you're gonna have to ha- see something maybe uh, you know from asylum or animalize pop up i know you played just briefly on An- animalize uh, after mark st john was able to complete but i mean they're, they're gonna have to have some of this material and you know i think it, it, kiss is such more it means more than just you know original members it means more than just people in makeup it means more it's all encompassing like you're all a part of it and you know, i think from a fan's perspective it'd just be cool to see everybody uh even vinnie vincent involved at some point uh that'd be hilarious and and interesting too so i think people would just love yeah. to see see you guys out there at some point you know it'd be awesome sure well let's see what happens yeah you know, i mean one one, one thing uh you know the band is uh, so many people have such passions talking about and discussing 
you know, um, this group. I, I always find it. I like to be more the fly on the wall about the whole thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and just just be listening in because uh, I'm too close to it, really. To, to you know, obviously I can give you my thoughts about certain things personal to me but when it comes to you know like what the band you know how the fans love to discuss what the band should do and what they could do it's uh they have such passion with it that uh it's always uh it's always entertaining to me in in, in that removed sense you know what i mean of course uh, you know and i think that this is just kind of a microcosm um you know as we look around it's just this sort of is just uh, sobering proof that um, none of this lasts forever. In, in the last three or four years, we've lost so many musicians uh, that have passed away. We've uh, had so many bands embark on farewell tours. You know, we have Kiss, Ozzy Osbourne, and we've seen the last uh, tours of Motley Crue, bands like Twisted Sister, Black Sabbath. I mean, is it just sort of, sort of a sobering thought, like that this can't last forever? And uh, But the truth of it is, this music lives on, and that's really what's important, and that's what you're helping do, even in Grand Funk Railroad right now. It's, uh, the music lives on. Yeah, I mean, it is really nice that, um, uh, you know, that Don and Mel have this, you know, passion to celebrate the 50th anniversary and i already made like my signature guitar picks you know reflecting the 50th anniversary and i think it will be a bit of a shot in the arm it's not gonna hurt you know what i mean but it's exciting in some ways to uh to to carry on and yeah i'm aware there's a lot of groups that are talking about elton john's another one that, yeah. that was mentioned as a, a, a final stuff um you know um obviously you know people um if it's legitimate and you say it's it's gonna end you know i guess i guess that, that you got to say something about that uh i think this one would kiss certainly is going to be they're, they're, they truly are winding it down in the traditional sense of the you know um touring you know and and continuing uh this this giant uh kiss machine but um the music lives on. I think you said it really well, you know, and that's absolutely true. Um, that's why it always means a lot to me when people really talk about the music and um, that if they have some connection to the first time they heard um, a song from Carnival Souls or whatever, it's it's it always is a, it's a good feeling uh, knowing that I, I may have been involved with something that makes them, you know, feel good. You know, that's that's great. Yeah, absolutely the case for me, Bruce, because uh, I'm 34. So, um, you know, my whenever, you know, I was coming into music, learning about, you know, what it was and what the all these bands were. Kiss was out of the makeup. It was uh, I'm pretty sure the first Kiss song I ever heard was Rise to it. Funny enough. So um, that's that's what Kiss was to me. And to, as growing up and learning more about the history and more about what this band had an entire history that predated that. But you like to me, you were the guitarist from kiss um that's the one the guitarist that i grew up with so it's interesting how that works i think that's what's great about a band like kiss it's had this everlasting impact and it will forever be an impact and you're a you're a huge part of that man no doubt about that well thank you and and believe me there's times you know i hear it from people and it feels great and there's times i just completely you know it doesn't really connect with me you know what i mean and i don't i don't kind of kind of feel it the same way but i i do like knowing that um it, it's something that's uh um so so a part of other people's lives you know that's uh, you know i'm doing what i always did you know what i mean which was my play my guitar the best i can and and it's just always fascinating to know about the uh 
what makes people passionate about the music that they've grew up with. And I'm that way about certain artists. I get crazy about uh, Jimi Hendrix, Frank Sinatra, the Beatles. You know what I mean? These are people that I have huge collections of because I absolutely love, um, you know, their music. So, and, and if someone's, on the other hand, you know, looking at my career that way, that's super flattering to me. And and not only that, but I think uh, you know, as I you know, was watching some of the videos from the, the Kiss Cruise and some of the your band was so tight, it sounded so good. Uh, I love Todd Kearns on vocals. A lot of those songs really came to yeah, life. Todd's super. Isn't he great? Yeah. And of course, Brent, my gosh, he's, uh, you know, been on this show before as well. But um, you, you know, it's it's a difference for you because when you play with a band like Grand Funk Railroad, I mean, that is straight up like classic rock lead guitar playing. And when you play these Kiss songs, you know, from the 80s, you it's it's flashier. It's different. I mean, it had to be a change for you just doing yeah. those songs. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I've talked about it, how the... Um, uh, you know, rehearsals for this cruise and some of those songs, you know, not being performed in such a long time. Uh, and I realized, you know, kind of 30 years on what it is to, you know, play some of that material. It was pretty crazy. But I got to tell you, you know, um, I knew that it would go over really well. And that that's what drove me to to to, to learn the stuff. Um, again, having a band like that um, uh, was a blessing, of course, because they were so committed, you know. So I, I, I'm very very fortunate um you know to, to to have met those guys and have them involved uh no doubt about that now, obviously it's uh as, as we look on it here it's unbelievable because time just seems to be a strange mistress but it's been almost nine years i think since the release of your last solo album what uh is that ever we're we gonna ever get another bruce uh Kulik solo album is that is that ever gonna be in the works it's been that the third one was awesome uh bk3 and what what uh Shed some light on that. Can we look forward to something else in the future? Well, well, you know, what's exciting to talk about right now is the fact that, you know, I, I launched a new website and uh, BruceKulik.com because I, I never owned that name. And on that site, which, which I announced back in um, November, uh, I was offering, of course, some, some product that I could, I, you know, my, my shop was closed during the summer because I was moving and stuff. So now that I'm all settled in, uh, and I have the new website I was offering. Uh, I, I did a uh, another vinyl release of BK3, which was the last record you just referenced. Okay, and yeah, I know it originally came out in 2010, and that's a long time ago. So where's new music, you know, from me? So people supported the re-release because they love vinyl, and it was a special 180 gram red, you know, uh, edition with a bonus guitar pick. So they came out and supported it. But uh, you know, I got a f- quite a few comments about new material. Just like you're asking, okay. And it's only been in the last few weeks that I had a little time to <clears throat> absorb everything that's happened in the past uh, year, including um, the crews working with those guys, okay, and that band. And I, I came to a realization, and I just spoke to all of them, that uh, it would be really great instead of me just forging forward with another solo record was the idea of me recording with that cruise band okay because they're they're amazing they're a real inspiration for me they get what i get they're, they're plugged into that sound and i think we could do some amazing music together don't you agree it's certainly <laughs> absolutely yes so i actually shared some of the things that i wrote in the past few years that i just never had time to consider for what i used to refer to as bk4 
I'm not telling you if I put on another solo record, it would have been called BK4, but it was it was a way to name a file on my computer. You get what I mean? Right. <laughs> so uh, Todd in particular had the time to listen to the stuff, and, and he loved it, and he got it right away. And I told him, look, <clears throat> let's get together, take it with you on the road. You know that Brent and Todd are going to be in, in um, Slash, I call it Slash Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, uh, but you know, when you're on tour, it's hectic. But in another way, you got a lot of downtime. And you could be looking at songs, and you could be writing lyrics, and you can be, you know, recording things. You know that. You know, I, sure. I've, I have written a lot of music traveling, too. Because, you know, there is that downtime. There's that waiting for the flight, sitting on the bus, whatever it is. So, um, they're all in. I, I got a chance to speak to them. Now it's close holiday season, so a lot of them are dealing with family and, and things like that. But that's what I, you know, and you, you're actually getting the exclusive. You're the first person I've, you know, kind of <clears throat> publicly mentioned it to. So that's what I'm looking at uh, trying to uh, create for this year, along with uh, the opportunity to do some shows with them when, when our schedules permit. Awesome. Bruce, that is awesome. Uh, you, we're not known for breaking news here on the Music Mania podcast. Typically, we just piggyback off of others. So this is this is new ground for us here. That's awesome. No, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I love the new website because I'd been going to brucekulik.net for the last several years and just seeing the new redesign of the new site, brucekulik.com. Awesome that it's there and that you have control over that because uh, that is much needed. You can get all the info on uh, brucekulik.com here. Um, Bruce, you know, before we let you go, I want to ask you about, um, you know, with regards to this, uh, this KISS tour, um, a lot of people talking about, uh, and, you know, this is just kind of part of it, KISS. Where there's KISS, there's, there's controversy. There's people that love this, hate this, criticize this. Um, it's, it's obvious that, uh, you know, Paul's been struggling vocally for the past, uh, past few years. I mean, do you, how do you feel about that? Do you think that a tour like this, um, with, with what this is being billed as, it's the, the, the last, the last kiss, this is the end of the road that, um, that vocally that, uh, he'll, he'll be up to the task here. I think they're going to make it work. And, um, I, I gotta believe that, um, they're going to put together an incredible show, you know, um, I, yeah, we know the band's aware, and that's why they have the other guys sing as much as they can. And, you know, a lot of groups, just like Seeger, you change the key, you drop a key, so it's a little easier. But um, everything I've seen from the crews um, and post with them promoting the tour, I thought it sounded really great. And I think I think, I think they're going to go out on a high, not a, not a low, if you get what I mean. Yeah, so I think the fans are going to be very impressed that that's that's absolutely the important thing and this uh is going to be quite a spectacle uh bruce I, you know before we let you go to of course be remiss because i believe i believe i saw because you can't miss him because of uh his current appearance john karabi who's been on this show three or four times on the on the kiss cruise i think he might have even introduced you guys uh at one point was that crab that was karabi introducing yeah, yeah, you yeah. John, john came yeah. out and introduced us which was exciting it's exciting yeah. and it, it just gosh it reminds me so much of uh of uh of union the work you guys did such a huge fan of union i mean i could ask you a uh, hundred questions about uh, the, all the intricacies of union but i mean what what a great band that was that had to be just a, a lot of fun and cool to be back on i think karabi said that this is as close as we're going to get to a union reunion is that introduction Right there, so. <laughs> uh, tongue in cheek. I thought that was very. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what a great time! I mean, Union. What a great, what a great work. I was, you know, love ESP as well. After that, kind of a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it did mean a lot for us to all reunite on the boat. 
you know, John, Brent, and I, and uh, it was good to see John. The second I saw him, he practically spilled his drink on me by accident, you know, <laughs> which is kind of typical. We always used to bump into each other in funny ways and everything. But uh, John, John is still very dear to me. I'm very, very proud of the music that we did. And uh, I'm hoping, of course, you know, to, uh, you know, you know, who knows what the future brings with some one-off things or some exciting things that we could, we could actually do together, you know. Absolutely. Uh, certainly look forward to, to that and all that you have coming up. I, you know, Bruce, I'd like to tell you for sure that I'm going to see you here. Uh, let's see. That's going to be coming up. This is the funny thing. Okay. I saw him. We're in Kansas City and you're going to be in, there's no date, there's no uh, venue or city, but you're going to be in just Missouri here in June. So we're, we're going to try to make this work. We're going to f- f- eventually have to get a venue in a, in a city announced here on the Grand Funk yeah, website. I, I'm, never, <laughs> I'm never really clear why, like, I'll get that information in my uh, info from the agent, and certain times on the site they don't want to announce it. And I'm, I'm not always positive why, but sometimes it's even a request from the, um, the you know, the actual venue or whatever, not to um, uh, give the details until a little later, until the top of the year or whatever. I'm not really clear on that, but but you know it will be up there, you know, in plenty of time for us to make a plan and hopefully yes. uh, you can come see me and uh, we can come, you know, say hi. And oh, absolutely. Okay. would love that. Yeah, wherever this is, you know, uh, June 1st is going to be, it's going to be in Missouri somewhere, folks. You know, we got... We got two major cities on each side of the border. We got Kansas City and St. Louis. So we're in Kansas City. We're just gonna go for that. We've got we've got plenty of uh, wonderful casinos here. Let's just let's just go ahead and make that happen, Bruce. I can never thank you enough. It means the world to us to to have you on, especially around the holiday season. Uh, we'll be in touch, man. Anything you ever have to promote or anything you're doing, always hit me up. Uh, thanks so much. Okay. You're, you're the best, my friend. We'll okay. talk soon for sure. Well, yeah, you have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. So you much. too, my okay. friend. Thank you. Huge thanks to Bruce Kulick for joining us once again on our Last Kiss podcast. Guys, a lot of speculation already about the set list. Um, if you have noticed, the band have released uh, the Kiss World, which is a compilation um, and really really runs the gambit uh, of their career. So if the rumors are true and you're talking about a 20-song best-of set list with Kiss... Um, you know, I think that they're going to really bust out uh, maybe some gems here. You got to go with the hits, obviously, but I think that to to placate a lot of the fans that have seen Kiss a lot over uh, even just the past few years, I think that um, you're I think you're going to see songs like maybe Tears Are Falling, maybe Crazy Nights. I think that there's going to be some that uh, they dig into from the non-makeup era, maybe something like Unholy off of Revenge. They've done that over the years. Uh, but really, it's going to be hard when you're talking about a, a career that spans, you know, from 1973, you know, that's uh, almost 50 years old and 44 albums and numerous, you know, live albums and all the compilations they've done. I think that uh, to, to really, you know, for every fan to walk away satisfied, there's going to be a formula here. Obviously, you know, a lot of the songs that are already going to be in there, you know, the Rock and Roll Nights, Detroit Rock Cities, God of Thunders. Um, but I think that there's wiggle room in there, especially if the uh, track listing on Kiss World is any indication. I mean, might you see something really off the wall, like something from The Elder or Killers or Creatures of the Night? I mean, Kiss fans like me and, and nerds are going to speculate on this till we see the uh, opening night set list here on January 31st. So, you know, in, until then, you know, we're just going to be speculating. And I, I just can't wait to see what they bring out as far as the show. I think um, I saw Motley Crue several times on their farewell tour, including the final show ever at Staples Center 
And while I, it was amazing to be there in LA to see Motley Crue on their last show ever, it's like they didn't seem to really do anything special. It, it just felt like another show. And with this, you know, you want to really ramp up because Kiss fans are so nostalgic. You know, they remember the albums, they remember the songs, they remember every little detail about the band, who played on what album, what members came in and at what time. And so for that being the case, you've got to really bring out something special, you know, whether it be in the stage show. And I think they will. Kiss never disappoints when it comes to that. So it just, and certainly this is not the last time we'll ever talk about Kiss on this podcast. Definitely not the last time we ever speak to a member from Kiss. That will live on. Kiss and their legacy will live on. Like Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons have talked about, the band will probably live on, you know, past this with, um, you know, four new members. I mean, I think that's very possible. And with, uh, in this day and age, the way that bands are, you know, kind of marketing themselves, a band like Foreigner that has one or sometimes no original members in the band, it's possible. These bands, a lot of time, are a logo. They are a brand. The songs speak for themselves, and maybe you can intermix members in there. A lot of people not a huge fan of that, but you know what? As someone that's 35 years old and that has, you know, that my concert attending future is up in the air as a lot of these bands retire I'm all for it. Keep these songs alive. That's what it's all about. That's what Kiss has always been all about. And regardless of what you think of, of their current incarnation or the things they've done over the years, obviously, when you have a near 50-year career, not every move is going to make every fan happy. But this is what it is. The end of the road is upon us. February 27th. Get your tickets now at SprintCenter.com in Kansas City. Otherwise, you go to KissOnline.com to get all the tour dates. VIP experiences available. Not for the frugal. I will give you that, guys. The Music Mania podcast is just getting started here in 2019. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We've got many big guests coming up, many big shows to cover. Catch everything we do, musicmaniapodcast.com. You can see all the archives, all the shows, all the reviews. They're all right there. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Bruce Kulik, so much for being a part of our last Kiss podcast here on Music Mania. Music Mania.